0: Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, And in today's episode, I chat with Will Sutton. Will comes from North Carolina, attending UNC Chapel Hill, and then recently completing his master's degree at North Carolina State University. Will now lives in Washington, D.C., and is involved in data analysis and computer science. In this episode, we chat about stereotypes of coming from a STEM background and Will's experience um, himself and then also through some of his friends. We also chat about biblical figures and how Will relates to one of them, as well as challenging questions, um, among much more. Thank you all and looking forward to this episode. guys like us podcasts this is tyler Brondike and today i'm joined by will sutton will thanks so much for joining us today how you doing
1: uh thanks for having me tyler i'm super excited to discuss this i've been listening to a few of your podcasts and i really think what you're doing is really awesome so it's a pleasure to be on
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so uh, to kick us off, how we how we normally get started is by opening up in prayer. So I can I can kick us off, if you don't mind. Sounds good. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us together this evening. We're incredibly grateful to have the opportunity to chat together, learn about Will's experience and what he's currently evolved in and how he's developed his faith and is continuing to seek you as we know it's it's an ongoing process and really excited for a fruitful and engaging conversation and know that you will provide and 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 make this make this happen and make this work um with with the holy spirit involved in jesus name we pray Amen. amen awesome so you know i know that was a very very brief introduction um but can you can you kind of actually go all the way back and talk about your early early beginnings um, and when you first got involved in Christianity? Sure. So
1: um, so if we go all, all the way back, I guess to the beginning. So um, growing up, my family was uh, we weren't particularly religious. I um, you know God and Jesus were kind of mentioned, but more in the whole uh, good and. Bad sense. Not really much of a religious or uh, deeper discussion beyond that. Um, it wasn't until college that I started actually exploring my faith and trying to figure out what Christianity was all about. Um, so um, it started off with um, we're actually so my I lived in a suite uh, my freshman year when I went to college. Okay. And uh, one of the things that kept happening is uh, one of my one of my sweetmates was actually a Christian um, his whole life, and so had joined a Christian ministry on campus, and um, was attending a small group at the time. And he would repeat, repeatedly um, invite me to uh, their small groups, and I, I at the time I was not very interested. And um, and I have to give him credit. You know, for the entire year he kept inviting me to each of the events, and I basically basically the entire year kept saying no, I'm not very interested. And it wasn't until the end of my freshman year that I decided, okay, well maybe I'll give this a shot and kind of see what it's all about. And that was where I kind of first got involved in. Christianity and kind of the Christian community that was occurring on campus. Um, but one of the real tipping points for me was the fact that um, during my freshman year, I actually had also um, had been in a, uh, a relationship that had ended poorly at the end of the school year, and I'd found myself kind of having put a lot of time and effort into that relationship. But not being kind of left with nothing at the end of freshman year and being kind of uh, unsure about where I would uh, go forward and so during the summer I decided to just reach out to anyone that would be willing to hang out or to um, just, you know, grab lunch and uh, the small group that I had gone to, I would actually connected with the small group leader there. Uh, Like I said, I would only been once or twice and so I didn't know him that well. But I decided to reach out to him, and he was actually one of the few peoples that reached out, reached back out, and was um, very interested in hanging out and uh, just getting to know me over the summer, even though he basically knew nothing about me had mm-hmm. met me once or twice. Um, and I think for me that was very, you know, important in understanding kind of what the community and what Christianity was kind of all
0: about. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, no, awesome. It, it, you know, it sounds like there were um, a few people or, you know, I, I, I guess almost kind of mentor-type figures in your life that just kind of poured poured into you. And I think it, it's so interesting seeing um, that, you know, people like, um, someone that was in your suite that, you know, those first few years continued to seek out you um, and really just expressed interest in, in being friends and just learning more about kind of who you were. Um, and, and then, you know, and then just kind of seeing how that, how that has continued to evolve. And it's kind of crazy how I think, you know, I, I think there's a lot of buildup that, that comes to tipping points, um, as you mentioned, and it's, it's really it's really interesting to see how how people can have such a really important and um you know life-changing experience and you know i I think all of us especially now as we're you know christians and are looking to develop our faith um you know i talked to a lot of my friends and they're like well yeah you know i the goal is is to have people you know just you know accept accept christ and and to kind of be you know that person in their life, um, but it kind of sounds like you know that was the person for you. So is is this someone that that you're still in touch with now?
1: Yeah. So the the, the guy that I met freshman year, mm-hmm. he uh, he and I are actually still very close friends. Um, we actually ended up living together both my uh, junior and senior year, and have stayed close still. Even since we've graduated from school, um, and so he and I will um, mm-hmm. still talk and meet regularly. Still, try and you know, meet in person and hang out on weekends. And so, um, you know, that original you know, bond and connection has stayed strong even throughout all these years.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Um... So one, one thing for for, uh, for the Guys Like Us podcast that I've been trying to do and um, I think has been successful is getting different, really different types of people with different interests and different passions. Um, and, you know, I, I guess over, over the past dozen or so podcasts, um, we've had um, you know, everyone is is unique in Christ, but you know, looking at really looking at what they kind of what they associate and what they affiliate with, and a lot, how they spend their free time, and you know, just from getting to know you, I know that um, you're really interested, in, and you majored in computer science and, and data science, data analytics. So having that, that STEM background, and I think I think growing up and kind of what's been out there lately is there's this there's a stereotype that Um, that folks that, you know, are, that have this type of background and interest tend to lean on the side against religion. Um, I I don't know, was that something that was ever brought up to you, you know, yourself or, or in your, in your friend circles?
1: Yeah. So I will say that at least among most of my non-Christian friends, it wasn't a huge topic of discussion. (laughs) Um, think partly because at the time they weren't very interested but among my Christian friends I did have a fair number that were also in the STEM background the the physics and the the chemistries Um, and we definitely were very keen and aware that that was definitely a a topic of discussion for people and sometimes uh, or often more often than not was something that held people back when it came to exploring their faith and I think for us Um, You know, it almost had the opposite effect that you would expect. You know, most people think that once you start diving deeper into um, each of these fields and you start getting the minute details and the, oh, well, there's these special cases or we found a formula for this, you know. um, We found that it was almost more speaking to God's perfection and how he created the world. I mean, once you, you know, I have a high, a high level understanding of all the fields that my friends were in, but mm-hmm. each of them, whenever they'd start talking about it or, you know, they really dive into it, they'd just, they'd be amazed at how complicated each of these things are. You know, you could, there's some aspects of biology, chemistry, physics, that you could spend your whole life studying and trying to learn, and, you know, you'll never master 100%. And I think that really speaks to, you know, the complexity of the universe and how amazing it is that everything, you know, to a certain degree just happens to work, it just keeps flowing as if, you know, there's nothing, um, as if, you know, it just doesn't seem like it could be chance, you know, Mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah. And so, for us know diving deeper almost reaffirmed our faith because you just kept being in awe at everything that you keep learning just, know, that was that was how it worked for yeah
0: us. yeah no absolutely there's um i don't know if you're familiar there's this book called the case for christ by lee strobel um and it's it's written by a, a journalist you know through a journalist perspective and he interviews a variety of people. Um, and especially, you know, talking to PhDs and, and MDs in, um, you know, a variety of different um, uh, practice areas. And it, it's, it's, really, it's really, you know, unique and crazy because a lot of these guys, to your point, um, have spent a lot of time diving deeper and really trying to understand and make sense um, to make sure that everything, everything in the Bible aligns with, with all all the different historical accounts. Um, and then also just, you know, trying to show evidence and proof of that, you know, that the the Bible and ultimately Jesus pretty high level is not only real, but that, you know, everything that he preached, um, and did is, is true. Um, and it's, it's really interesting hearing, you know, hearing that. And I I think it goes, I think it goes farther, you know, you, you can even make the farther case, the, the, the case that, you know, that God kind of disproves a lot of these, these stereotypes in itself. And a lot of times, you know, just because some people might think of of something as, as being a certain way, um, the way that God shows and the, the things that Jesus has done um, ultimately shows that really all things are possible. Um, and I think that's the, you know, really the awe-inspiring, awe, you know, moment for me, which is really interesting. Um, so, you know, from our, from our conversations, it, it sounds like you, you're a pretty big fan of Paul in the Bible. Um, is, is that accurate?
1: I, I would, I would definitely agree with that.
0: <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, can you, can you talk a bit more about what, what you like about Paul and kind of his life?
1: Yeah. So I think one of the things that, uh, I like most about Paul, um, was that, um, he had genuine passion about, um. A lot of the things that he was working on. Um, he had genuine passion for um, the people that he was um, trying to care for. Um, I think that's very evident in the fact that he has just the sheer volume of writing that he does to so many different people. But you'd also tell based on the language um, that he uses in his writings to each of these people. And mm-hmm. I think the thing that I appreciate about his the way that he's genuine is that you know
0: he he's truthful you know to almost to a fault you know
1: and I think that's sometimes really important in um, in trying to advance the kingdom of Christ. I mean, there's um, there's times where being genuinely truthful and passionate about something is very important. Um, I think you might be able to speak to this also, but we have a book right now talking about certain uh, qualities of manhood, and one mm-hmm. of them is Tough Love, and I think Paul definitely represents that very well. Um, and, you know, I think being genuine about your passions, like he is, is very important, because if you're not genuinely passionate about something, then you end up kind of being lukewarm about it, and if you end up being lukewarm about something, then you know how how much good are you actually doing? And so I think one of the things I appreciate about Paul is that he, you know, he's genuine about his beliefs, and he's genuine about his passion that he has for people and the community.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's that's accurate. And it, speaking on that on that point of lukewarm, that that really stuck in my head because everywhere I've been looking, whether it's reading in scripture, um, reading other, other books, um, and especially, you know, Mark Batterson, our, our, the senior pastor at National Community Church, there's this, there's this notion of, of being lukewarm and kind of looking at the spectrum and seeing kind of where you fall out and where your, your passions lie. And just recently when I was reading, um, it's, you know, they say it's it's much better to be to be on on one end or the other. It's you know either to be completely not passionate, not passionate, not passionate, or not interested in in the people or in you know or in whatever it may be, or to be completely all in. But being being 50 50 or really being in that kind of that middle zone is is actually ultimately worse. Um, that's something I'm you know looking to explore and and just see kind of why that has been. Why? Why that's viewed as being so is so bad. You know, it's not not being great. But f- for what it for what it shows, Paul um, went in and was very authentic and genuine, and was was able to ex- express empathy and come down to the people and and really show show his message in different ways. Um, and you know, it wasn't always the same. Speaking to different churches and to different people, he had a call, a different call to action each time. And I think that, you know, I think you touched on that too, and just the way that he was able to connect with the people um, was is was, was really fascinating and, and, and noteworthy.
1: Yeah, and kind of on the lukewarm thing also, you know, for example, you know, the church has, uh, you know, important issues and passions that it has. And, you know, one, for example, might be helping the homeless community. Um, mm-hmm. and You know, not everyone has a passion for that. You know, I I believe that everyone should recognize that as an issue. But, you know, if you don't have a passion for it, if it's not something – if going out and talking to people, you know, scares you, then, you know, that might not be the best place for you. But if you genuinely genuinely enjoy something else, um, you can really go in and have the most impact in something. And for me, um – That's one reason why I started doing production (laughs) um, and helping out with the church in that way because, you know, you mentioned that I enjoy computer science, um, and, you know, that was where I thought that my talents could best fit in, and, um, you know, I, I think, you know, to a certain degree, I genuinely enjoyed that, and being able to, you know, identify what I genuinely enjoy in a way that can actually benefit the church at the same time, is really important. And I think Paul mm-hmm. did a really good job of identifying that in himself.
0: Wow, that's that's really that's really interesting. Um, just because it, it brings something up in, in my life when when I was first getting involved in the church, and was looking to get in, involved and engaged. Um, I spoke to someone who I'm I'm not going to name, but they you know was interested in doing one thing. Um, although I didn't have a lot of experience in it, you know, but it was something I was interested in. Um, but ultimately, you know, my experience and ultimately I do have a lot of passion for, for soccer and for being involved in soccer, helping the youth and, and, you know, teaching and coaching. And I was pushed into, into that type, into that type of function and position, right. To use, to use those gifts that I have. Um, because, you know, I think there's. It's it's tough because you, you, you know there are, people will always tell you to get involved and to try new things, which I think is incredibly incredibly beneficial, but also using your gifts that you know your God given gifts and your strengths to in 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 a productive space like the church where it's you know it's it's valued and it ultimately makes that community stronger. So I think I think that's a challenge. Do you do you ever feel like you know there's there's things that you want to get involved in, but um, but maybe you know you're you're not sure if you if you can be used in that way. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. No. I mean, so I'll i kind of jump back again on you know, my my past. So I so I have a background in computer science. So you know to a certain degree, you know I I would love nothing more than to be able to potentially like. Code up an app for the the church, or mm. help with their website and maintaining it. But you know that that's a task that's either already been done, or you know we already have someone that's doing that. And so, um, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes you know maybe your best skill mm. isn't always in need at the time, but you know that doesn't mean that you can't find similar interests. Um, that you can also explore that's similar to what you're doing.
0: Um, yeah. No, yeah, I know, I think there's I, I think you touched on it and actually you kinda hit it nail on the head there. Um there's different needs and you know, and God sees those needs and will and will ultimately put you in a place that that you know that where will you where you will grow and you'll benefit yourself and benefit others and 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 ultimately help out the most. So yeah, I think that's, you know, I, I think it's interesting, but, um, it, it kind of, you know, it's, I think regardless is going back to our initial point, if, as long as you have the intention and the, and, or kind of, ha- and have that spirit that you're going to be all in and, and have that passion for it, um, as, you know, Paul shows, and as a lot of characters in the Bible show, it's, that's the way that, you know, to follow Jesus and to follow, um, to follow what he's preaching. Yeah, Definitely. Um, so, you know, as you mentioned, um, you're, you're involved in the production team. Um, also, you know, I've heard that you're involved in small groups, um, you know, all these different, these different things that you're part of in the church has, is there, is there a driving force that, that keeps you engaged in these different type of activities? Yeah, I think there's a couple things. I mean, I think part of it is, and we kind of discussed this mm-hmm. just a
1: second ago, but you know, a a lot of these things are things that I do enjoy doing. You know, I enjoy being part of the production team. I enjoy, um, enjoy being part of a small group and having those discussions on a weekly basis. I enjoy, you know, potentially having the option to help out with the music team, worship team. Um, do you know, I think this goes back to, you know, genuinely enjoying these Mm -hmm. certain engagements.
0: but I think the biggest driver for me
1: um, is and always has been the community I mean each of these things are you know they're not individual sports these things are done in community I mean the production team you know maybe you go to a small church but generally, generally there'll be at least two or more people who are helping out there you know small groups you know a small group of people will come together and uh, you know, discuss the Bible each week. Worship, you know, is about
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: people getting in sync and playing music together, but also playing it for you know a community of people. Um, and so, for me, the community has always been a driving force mm-hmm. of um, of each of each of these activities. And you know, for me, you know, my I don't think that my best skill is going out and you know, on the streets and trying to talk to people out of the blue and Mm -hmm. talk to them about Jesus, you know, that's that's just not where I think my strongest skill is, but, you know, for me, being able to do production team, you know, make the message that people get each week much more smooth, you know, maybe that will have an effect on someone's journey with Christ or, Mm -hmm. you know, with the worship team, if, you know, some people connect through worship. You no know, more than some other way. You know, I to a certain degree, I feel like that might be me. And so, being able to be a part of someone's faith journey in a way that's, you know, might not seem as visible as talk, sitting down and talking to them and talking to them about Jesus. You know, these other areas are very important. And <clears throat> I think being able to recognize that and understanding that, you know, again, your skills don't necessarily have to be. You know, the obvious, hey, I'm talking to you, Reggie, this is mm-hmm. other skills and the ways that you can apply your skills that have huge impacts on people in different ways and ways that you, you know, aren't visible or aren't fully aware of at the time, but you never know and you know, what the ripple effect will be.
0: Yes, absolutely. That's something that um, definitely hits home for me, and I think traditionally, or you know, in my experience, you're, you know, there's a lot of people who, as you mentioned, will come up and come up and talk to you about Jesus or um, evangelize in that type of manner. Um, and I think nowadays there's, you know, or, I mean, maybe it's always been, but there's a, there's an, there's absolutely a need for different forms of um, evangelism. And for us to be disciples, for us to be disciples, isn't always just you know, telling someone to follow Jesus, but also, but, but play a part in in that community, um, and you know, learn about them and and share what's been going on in your life, and because that's that's really part of that part of that process. Um, and it, you know, I I don't think it's I think there was this kind of black and white idea that you had if you wanted to make a difference and make an impact on someone, you had to personally bring them in, you know, through however it may be. But I think there's a lot of time, a lot of times, as you mentioned, that ripple effect where there's something that you you'll do or you'll, you'll play a part of part of that will, that will affect maybe not, you know, um, someone right then or there, but will affect them down the road or affect someone else down the road too. So I, I, I definitely agree. And I think the opportunity to you know be being a church, especially you know a larger church too, has gives you that opportunity to to take part in, in being on the production team and, and help with the, with the smooth functioning of you know of of, of getting a message across and, and hoping that someone can can you know take it take a new way and just see how you know that professionalism and that really that care for what what you're doing and what, you know, your team is doing um, will ultimately draw them closer.
1: Yeah, and I think also, you know, another driving force, and you kind of mentioned this, was that, you know, sometimes you might have a passion, you know, somewhere else, but maybe it's not, you know, needed at the time, Mm -hmm. so this kind of goes to the ripple effects that, for me, when I first started, um, I mentioned that I joined the production team, and, I had an interest in music, but you know I I didn't think, or certainly wasn't good enough to um, play in the worship team at the time. But through me being on production and me being around the worship team and being able to talk to them more, and um, and just through you know prolonged interactions, it ended up being that I actually was asked to you know help out occasionally with the worship team, and so for me. You know, my passion, or my passion, was realized through a ripple effect of me joining, mm-hmm. you know, production. Like you don't know
0: what the ripple effects are for other people or for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. so. Wow. Yeah. So even just taking that small step, um, and you know, allowing yourself to be in a position where you can serve and you can join a community. Um, Causes you and you know brings you to, to new things that you might not have even thought of or or even have understood from from the get go. Um, really cool. Um, next next area I've kind of wanted to focus on is what are some of the biggest questions that you have on Christianity as a whole, and and also on your personal uh, personal walk. Yeah, so I think the biggest question that
1: faces Christianity, and I think. Yeah, it's been pretty well publicized over mm-hmm. the past, you know, couple of years or even maybe decades, is how the church's stance and how it's handling homosexuality nowadays. You know, mm-hmm. this has obviously been a hot topic for a lot of people, and for a long time. And you know, if we're going to be totally honest, I think for the longest time the church has not done a good job of handling this
0: issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I know personally for myself. I had two friends in college
1: who were believers, um, but were also gay. And you know, once school ended, and once they kept you know digging into this issue, it was something that those two um, opposing ideas they couldn't ever resolve. Um, and as a result, they both kind of walked away from their faith which is never something we want to have happen. You know, God calls all his people back to him. And so I think moving forward, the church, and I think in the past years, past couple of years, the church has done a good job of figuring out how it wants to make a stance. But I think the church does need to start figuring out how it wants to handle this issue so that you know it's not a hostile environment Mm-hmm. that was interested in joining the church, no matter what background or yeah, whatever background that they have,
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think it you know I think different I think the the crazy part is that different churches and different denominations have different opinions on it as well. Um, and I think that's that's been a challenge is there hasn't been a clear message on how. Christianity or just following Jesus views views this topic um, and it, you know f- from my from my experience it sounds like there is there's really only in the new testament um one 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 you know one verse that that even men- mentions um, homosexuality is that in Romans is that is that correct uh, yeah in Romans yeah so you know i, I think it's it's crazy cuz there's this you know there's this gray area um, and I think more and more now there's, you know, G- obviously, as we know you know Jesus is love and Jesus calls us, um, calls us in, you know, regardless of who we are and where we come from. And you know, the, the way I think about it and is just that, you know, it trumps Jesus' love and you know, the love we should have for others as well trumps all. And it's really kind of that that over, you know, it's like, it's kind of if, you know, if you're playing cards, it's your, it's your trump card. It's gonna it's gonna clear everything out, or it's gonna automatically win. So um, I don't know. Is that is that something that, that you know that, that you think maybe either you believe or you know is starting to be more of a theme?
1: As the church has started having serious conversations about this topic, I think that is the direction that we're going to. Um, you know, I, we talk about homosexuality as a sin. Um, and whether you want to believe that or not is, it's, I think, still a topic of debate. But, you know, it's not as if any other person has not sinned either. You know, we're talking about, you know, an additional drop in an infinity pool of sin. And so I think it's, um, I think people are realizing that if Jesus' love applies to those that know are not gay and still his love still overcomes mm-hmm. our sin then there's really no reason that his love shouldn't be able to overcome anyone else's sin either you know mm-hmm. we're acting as if this one particular sin is more powerful than jesus and god you know i don't know if that's
0: yeah particularly
1: yeah. for you so
0: yeah and you know and especially i think going off that too it's I think sometimes we we tend to compare sins, and this this will get into you know a whole different kind of topic. Um, I don't know if you've read kind of the the book Dante's Inferno, and he he has like his different levels um, of of I, I believe it's of hell, and like how you know there's certain people that will based on their their actions or their sins will be will kind of fall into almost like these different tiers. So you know I think even if we were to, if we were, you know, to consider it a sin, which, you know, I, I, as you mentioned, I think Jesus's love over, you know, has overcome that sin regardless. Um, but, you know, even if then, how can, can we, can we size it up to other sins that, you know, the the Bible says that a lot of us are, you know, are, are doing as, as we all are sinners. Yeah.
1: No, I think it's, it's, it's certainly a view that um, that needs to be discussed more. Mm-hmm. But I think it's pretty clear that, you know, once you start sizing up sins against each other, you start getting into a dangerous place
0: mm-hmm.
1: and one that's I don't think very biblical. I mean, sin is sin regardless of what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, awesome. Um, you know. Final thing I want to to touch on is you know is there is there any advice that that you'd have for others who are either looking to get started um, or want to continue developing their their faith and just their you know f- following of Jesus.
1: Yeah, so I, I so I guess if uh, you're a first time believer, I, I feel like the default answer I always have to give is you know start trying to dive into
0: the Bible if you can,
1: mm-hmm. um, particularly the New, the New Testament. Um, but I understand for a lot of people the Bible is a foreign object to them, or you know very intimidating. sometimes this language can be a little confusing. um so I think you know if you're trying to understand Jesus nowadays and get kind of a more modern interpretation, I think doing looking for books nowadays that are discussing Jesus using a more modern language, so one book that I found particularly useful, and actually kind of ties back into our discussion with Paul a little bit, is this book called um, "More Than a Carpenter." Okay.
0: Um, that's one that definitely explores um,
1: faith, Jesus, and um, and dives also into Paul's story, which I think you know, Paul being a real person who had a real faith experience can be very interesting for some people, Um, you know, ironically for me, um, when I first read the the book, I thought Paul was actually a side note character in the history of Christianity, Yeah, yeah. and it wasn't until I actually started reading the Bible afterwards, I was like, oh, he's actually a major figure, Yeah. but you know, that's one of those things that you don't realize, especially if you haven't been raised in the church, Um, and I think, um, I think sometimes these books, do a good job of kind of introducing these things in a more modern way, in a more uh, easy-to-read way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also for a more spiritual uh, look
0: at things, I think C.S. Lewis is always a good option. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, he does a good job of breaking down the theology of Christianity and Jesus, and he definitely has a lot of different books out there um, They each have
0: slightly different, you know, talking points or ways that he presents
1: his thoughts and I think there's a variety out there that could fit into a lot of people um, so I think that's a good way for people to get you know plugged in or at least learn about Jesus individually um, but for me and I've kind of talked about this a couple times mm-hmm. is I really think getting plugged into a community of people so for example if you're still in school Um, a lot of schools will have on-campus ministries that are usually very open to new people, and you almost have a built-in community right away when you join. Um, and I think, I think community does a very good job, especially Christian community, does a very good job of displaying, um, God's love for His people, more often than not, and also kind of represents, you know, what the body of Christ should look like. Um, but I understand there's a lot of people who are out of school and for that I guess the only the the two recommendations I can have is you know sometimes you'll have a Christian friend you know I would try and reach out to them you know usually they will have Hmm. a point of contact you know they are already going to church they already have a small community among themselves Um, I think that might be a good place to start but you know not everyone also has a Christian friend um, to which at that point I, I guess I have to recommend you know start start over open, opening open Google and see mm-hmm. what churches you can find um, wow. but the one message I'll give I guess to that is I think a lot of people think that you know all churches are the same or that you know people just pick a church and end up going there but I think in all reality you kind of have to understand that you know, there is a, a little bit of searching when it comes to finding a church in a community that you think, you know, fits you and fits, you know, your passions and the things that you're interested in and um, should in, you know, it should feel like home. I think is kind of the big takeaway
0: there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, yeah, that was a very robust answer. And I think you, you addressed the entire audience. So I, I, I thank you for that. Um, and, you know, it sounds like, yeah, I think that, that community is, has been, as you mentioned time and time throughout this conversation, has been super helpful for you. And, you know, you can only pass along that advice to, to someone else as well. Um, well, awesome. Um, you know, that's, that's everything I had. To, is there, you know, if, if there's not, is there anything else, you, you know, you'd like to, to leave us with um, uh, before uh, we head out? You know, is there anywhere that, that people can find you if they have any questions?
1: Um, yeah, if, uh, if you have any questions from here about the, the church that I currently attend in D.C., um, you can reach me, uh, at my email at W.S. Sutton, at N-C-S-U dot E-D-U. Um, I will admit sometimes I'm bad at replying to emails, so if I don't reply right away, um, you know give me some time, give me some grace <laughs> on that issue. Um, um, but yeah, just if, if you have any questions, just reach out, you know, include in the title, you know, guys like us podcast, and you will know um, what you're looking for and then I'll reply
0: and hopefully be able to help you out. Awesome. All right. Well, well, thanks so much. I, you know, I, I really did enjoy this conversation um, learning about, about your background and, your continuous journey as, as a disciple of Christ. Um, so thanks so much for joining, well.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Um, to wrap us up, uh, you know, I, I, I like to close out in prayer. Would you mind, um, closing us out?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, dear Lord, I just want to thank you for this day. Thank you for, um, this podcast that Tyler has put together, Guys Like Us. I think, um, you know, this is, you know, a new way, a new way of displaying passion and the new way of reaching out to people. And I think it's awesome that he's, you know, finding new ways to reach Christians that, or non-Christians that, you know, are still searching for their faith and trying to figure everything out. So I thank you, Lord, for that. Um, I thank you for this opportunity to just discuss you, Lord, and um, the ways that you affect each of us individually. In your name I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. All right, It was a pleasure having you on. Well, I will talk to you soon. All
1: right, talk to you soon. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you all for joining today. I had a great conversation with the well and look forward to having him back on the show at some point as well. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me, or I can put you in touch with Will. Um, and as, as we mentioned, his email is wssutton@ncsu.edu. at ncsu.edu. Thanks so much, and have a wonderful day. Bye.